Hi, I'm Larry Gassman in the uh, Pat Price Tech Talk training room. It's July 25th, 2022. And tonight we're going to be talking with Eric Damery, and he's going to be talking to us uh, about notifications history. What is that? And, and why has it been so popular amongst JAWS users since it came out not in the not-too-distant past? We'll talk about those things as well. Uh, and we're delighted to have him once again, and unfortunately in his present position for the last time, because Eric is doing something that a lot of you probably have done and enjoyed, and he's going to be retiring from Vespero. But before he does that, he's going to talk to us about notification history. So, Eric, once again, thanks so much for being with us at Tech Talk. Thanks, Larry. Really good to be here. And uh, I, I've always enjoyed getting together with uh, various audiences, talking about features. I was talking with a group earlier today, and they said uh, they always appreciated my enthusiasm and my excitement for the features and the notification history manager is one of those features that's um, you're all going to use it. it. It'll come into play for everybody. Uh, so if you haven't used it yet, don't worry. You'll get around to it. Um, and it's going to continue to grow and improve a bit. But uh, a lot of thought went into the feature. Uh, the demand for it really came about over the past two or three years and it's because um, really Microsoft and application developers, web developer, browser developers are all uh, taking their best shot at providing you an accessible experience. And unfortunately, while they're doing this, they're overwhelming you. Uh, they're overwhelming you with too much information, certainly not at the right moments. And they're saying it in a way that they thought would be appropriate, but you and I know probably isn't. Um, so the notification history manager is a tool in JAWS to kind of keep track of these things that have been coming across, give you a way to go back and review them um, at at your leisure and, and when it's appropriate and uh, set up rules for uh, various notifications that come from different applications so that you can either a change what they say, uh, stop them from saying it at all, maybe play a sound instead of saying something. Uh, and uh, also, there are plenty of notifications that come in that while they may be interesting at the moment when they happen, it isn't something you would want to review later on. And so the example that I'll use tonight is going to be um, Edge, the browser. I think this is a prime example of, you know, the, the most modern, newest browser rolled out by Microsoft and designed to provide all kinds of information for somebody who is not seeing the screen because uh, the same messages that you may hear are not necessarily messages that get conveyed on screen. So these really are intended to uh, 
kind of be hanging there and and delivered to anybody using a screen reader. Now, before I uh, talk too much further about it, I will say that there have been a couple of excellent explanations and demonstrations of the Notification History Manager so far. And if you haven't begun to experiment with it, um, based on what I tell you tonight, you'd know enough to be able to go out and get started. But I would encourage you to, if you haven't listened, um, pull up the most recent FS cast that Glenn Gordon did. He did an excellent demonstration of the Notification History Manager, and you can kind of follow along with that. Um, and and hear what his computer does and see how he changes it, and then you can experiment with it. And this is one of those tools that's meant for you to experiment and learn, and don't worry if you make a mistake. Um, there are ways to undo these things, and uh, I think, you know, like with most stuff, the best way to learn how to do it is to experiment with it. You might learn something that we haven't figured out yet. The other um, demonstration of the feature was done by Jonathan Mosen, uh, who's a, a beta tester of ours. He's very excited about this feature also. And I, I think for good reason, because this is really one of those things that give you customization over what's going to be spoken and it's easy to use. It really is quite simple. So I'll give you a couple of examples of messages. Um, and if you are running JAWS for Windows and you're listening to this and you want to experiment, uh, just pull up Edge, the browser. Uh, you can go to your start menu, type EDGE in Windows 10 or 11, and you should find Edge, launch it. And then once you're in Edge, load up some web page. And once you type in the URL and press enter, just sit and listen. And you're going to hear a couple of messages. Uh, the first being loading page. And then you'll also hear another message as the page is getting loaded and starting to speak. You'll hear another message from the browser that says loading complete. Now, those two messages might be interesting, but they're probably not really necessary. If you've typed in an address and pressed enter, you know the page is going to load up. Uh, and it'll start to talk as soon as it starts to load up. It'll tell you how many links, how many headings, things like that. Um, if you don't hear those messages, you know something's not working. And you'll start to, to look at it. So those are both messages that you might either want to silence or maybe you want to silence one, but maybe for loading page, you would have it do a play a sound. So you'll know that it has started to load the page as soon as it starts and it can just play a short sound. And then the other thing I would probably want to recommend is are those messages things that you'll ever want to read about in the future? Probably not. So when we look at the notification history manager, you're going to find out that you get a list 
And that list contains all of the notifications that have been sent to you um, that occurred in the last 24 hours, provided JAWS or Fusion were running. So, of course, if JAWS is running and notifications are happening, JAWS is not going to keep track of those. You will not get them. But as long as JAWS is running on the PC, and when those notifications do come across, it'll, it'll have them in history. And you can then <clears throat> review them. So loading page and loading complete, if you don't take those out of your history list, you're going to have a lot of occurrences of those because every time you go to a new page, you're going to be hearing this stuff. And it's going to be, you know, you, you'll just silence it, of course, when it happens or ignore it, but it'll be in your list and it will clutter your list. So this is a good exercise to get started using those two. And to bring it up, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run the software and demonstrate this, <clears throat> but it's simple enough that if I just explain it to you, when you're done listening here, uh, or maybe you've split your sound so you can listen to me in one ear and you can listen to Jaws in the other, you could try this right along with it. So first of all, you want to make sure you're focused in the Edge application. So that when we go to the notification history manager to create some rules uh, or to, to get some rules to show up in the list, you gotta, you got to first execute them. So the first thing you do is you load a page, get it to say the messages, and then to get into the notification history list, it's insert spacebar, which of course is our layered command to take us into the layered mode, and then N for notification. So insert space, you'll hear the sound, hit an N, and it'll load up the notification history manager. Now, the first time I've noticed, the first time I use it, it takes just a moment to load up. I don't know if it's gathering information or whatever is going on, but the first time it always takes a little while. The nice thing about this feature, by the way, I just leave it open. So once I'm opened it. I don't close it. It's just another, it's in the alt tab order. I can just get to it at any time and it, it will update. It populates as new things come in. Um, they will start to appear in the list. So you can always just alt tab back to it at some point and review what you had rather than having to bring it up with the keystroke again. Now, once you've brought it up, provided JAWS is uh, 22. You've got to have the June update, by the way, June of the 2022 version. That was the first one that had this. So as long as it's up been up and running when you went to Edge and loaded a web page, if you do the insert space and to bring it up, you'll land in a list and you'll find loading page and loading complete. In that list, you'll see that they were uh, a they happened because of the Edge application, and it'll show you the, the time when these things occurred. And again, these are history. So once they're in your list, they'll stay in your list until they um, just basically fall out of the list within, you know, after 24-hour period. So if your computer is running, your list is going to get a lot of notifications in it, trust me but they will fall off eventually. And if you set up rules and say, this is a message I don't want to ever show up, it'll still be in your list until 24 hours goes by. 
but new ones will not be coming in and the old ones will fall out. So it'll work. So if you find one of those items, either loading page or loading complete, move to one, then tab forward and you'll find some uh, different controls that you can get to and you're looking for create a rule. So you'll find a button for create and when you go in there, you'll tab through that dialog box and it'll give you an opportunity to choose, is this a message that I want to change the message or I don't want to hear the message, I want it to be silent or I want to replace it with a sound. So you make a choice, experiment with it. And then you'll also find a checkbox in there about uh, don't show me this item in my history list in the future. Some checkbox, it's not checked. You want to check that for this one because this is something that you never want to have to see in your list in the future. Now, once you've created the rule so that you've maybe you've silenced it or made a sound play and you've told it not to show up in the list, if you go back to the dialog and you tab through the controls from the notification list past the create rule, you'll find another button now that's available to you called manage existing rules or something like that, manage rules. So because you've now created a rule or two, you have an opportunity to go in and modify those rules. And you can pull them back up and you can change what you've done. Or you can say, delete the rule completely. So it's very easy to go in and fix it. So I encourage you, um, A, listen to, to uh, Glenn's or listen to Jonathan Mosen's uh, podcast that he did on it. Hear their take on it. But then go in and experiment with those two uh, items. Practice making a rule. Practice getting rid of the rule, modifying the rule, and uh, just see how it works. And I really think this is great. And I remember back when I first started uh, getting involved in this many years ago, and we were coming out with JAWS for Windows, and I got introduced to this great tool called, uh, it was a macro editor at the time. It's kind of like our the script language. So it was the ability to change how JAWS was going to react or make it work a little bit better for me. And I remember being so proud of the fact that I would go in and do customizations for myself for the calculator. And I actually wrote some scripts up, very rudimentary scripts too, by the way, uh, for the card file program. Now, my the card file program was something that came in Windows 3.11, for those of you who never experienced Windows back then, it was just a real small little program. Like, you know, we have Notepad, a WordPad, and card file was like a little database with three by five index cards where you could keep track of anything, you know, whether it be individuals or whatever it is you might want to keep on a three by five card deck, Rolodex type thing. And, uh, I, I kind of like that little program. It, it spoke pretty good, but it needed some scripts uh, so it could speak even better and more automatic. And through my experimentation with scripting, and believe me, I'm no programmer, 
through my experimentation, though, I was able to create something that worked pretty good. And I think we even, I don't know if my basic scripts ever got included in. I think they might have. But, you know, once Ted and, and some of the developers looked at what I had done, they realized, oh, this was written by a real amateur. We got to fix this up and really make these good and long lasting and more durable. And so they made modifications and card file, uh, you know, disappeared after that version of windows anyway. So it didn't matter. But my point was I liked it because I could customize it myself. I could make it work the way I wanted it to work or sound better than the way it did out of the box. And that's what I think the notification history manager is all about. It's a, it's a neat little tool. It's something easy. It's something that everybody who's listening to this conversation is capable of interacting with this tool. And you all will, whether you do today or whether you do you know months from now, at some point, you're going to come back and you're going to interact with this thing because everybody else is going to be doing it and they're all going to tell you you should. Now, uh, this got into the June update, but we decided we weren't going to stop here. There's more we can do. There's, um, there's something called regular expressions where you can build rules with different variables and really make some interesting uh, changes to how messages are going to be spoken. And they're adding in that technology right now. Regular expression is, is popular if you Google it. For those of you who haven't messed with it yet and you're interested to start reading about it, I encourage you to do it. Uh, Google regular expressions and go in and look at what regular expressions are. And you'll see, you know, it's a, it's a form of uh, a programming type language with uh, different variables to make things happen. And uh, people who use this on a regular basis are quite familiar with it. Those of you who don't, uh, don't need to be because guess what? There's going to be a whole bunch of people out there that are going to figure these things out and they're going to either offer you some of theirs or they're going to help you see how to get started doing it. So people will show you how to do regular expression once it hits. And I'm thinking um, that the first public beta that will hit in September should have this capability in it and it will allow you to get started. And I encourage you to do it in the public beta because that's the good time to give them good feedback. In the event it needs to be uh, modified, it still has time to, to get it modified before the initial release of the 2023 version. So regular expressions. And I've asked Rachel Buchanan and Elizabeth Whitaker in the training department to make this a top priority for early September to also create some real basic uh, tutorial and uh, a webinar perhaps on um, starting to interact with regular expression and making some rules. So they'll take you in to create a regular expression rule in Zoom or in Teams or something like that. And it will, it'll just, you know, once you've done it, you'll think, wow, this was really cool. I just impacted how that screen reader is reacting. And, uh, and you'll, you'll 
you know, take it from there. And I look forward to watching over the coming year um, to see what happens out there, because I think lots of people are going to do some wonderful things with this history manager. Um, and, and again, there are a lot of features that come along that we use. Text Analyzer was mentioned earlier uh, before we really got started tonight. Text Analyzer was a, was a great feature, um, but I don't really know how many people use it. Um, my guess is it's a fairly small percentage of the total users that are aware of it, know when to use it or why to use it. So they just don't use it. Um, but the notification history manager is not going to be like that. This is definitely going to be one of those features that the majority of people will use. And the ones that don't, when they see it for the first time or when someone explains to them, but why are you still hearing all of that stuff? Why don't you set up some rules and get rid of it? And as soon as they, uh, they hear about it, they'll, they'll start. So I think that's kind of the feature in a nutshell. And again, um, take a few minutes. You can on, on Glenn's podcast, the notification history manager comes up very early on. So spend 20, 30 minutes listening to that one. If you go to Jonathan Mosen's podcast that he talked about notification uh, and, and the feature in our software. And I think his came out somewhere around uh, the middle of June, uh, something like that, around the 15th of June. But if you listen to his, it was, as I recall, it was about one hour or one hour and five minutes into his podcast that he did that demonstration. He covers so much material in his. So if you're just looking to skip ahead, you want to get ahead about an hour and five minutes, and that's when he kicks it off. So with that, I think I will uh, uh, back off, Larry, and we'll maybe we'll take some questions. All right. Okay. Ron, I see we have at least three hands. Okay. Uh, Londa is first. What I think would be really cool for this feature is whenever I go to Action Center and hit enter on a notification, it clears it instead of letting me interact with it. I think mm -hmm. it would be really cool if somehow in the notification history, we could also interact with the notification and actually deal with it. Well, you can. That's why when you're on the list, um, you can tab ahead to the various buttons, or you can just bring up the context menu on an individual notification. Oh, I think I see what you mean. So if there's a notification that tells you you need to do something, you want to just press enter on it and go do it. Or, yeah, or something, or a hotkeys or something. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, this would be simple. It's all in one spot. Yeah. So there will be something that we're going to be introducing that will happen somewhere in the 2023 cycle. Um, not quite sure of the name yet, but it's not – Really, it's not a notification from Windows, but it's going to be, you know how today in JAWS, when a new update comes out, you get a, a notification pops up, or if a new FSCast comes out, a notification pops up yes. to tell you something. So this new feature that we're going to do is a place where all of these things will happen. So instead of getting the individual just spoken announcements, 
that you have to dismiss. It'll, it'll contain all of the information that we want to share with you and give you an opportunity to say, oh, that's good. Let me read what the changes were in this update. And you'll be able to get to them right from that notification. Oh, that's, that's really cool. But yeah, yeah, I'd love to have an easier way to deal with some of those Windows notifications. Yeah, like if Dell puts out a new firmware and you get a notification (laughs) that a Dell firmware came up. Yeah, or the autoplay notification. Yep, yep, I get it. But, uh, and sorry to see you leaving us. I was on the clubhouse thing today, but I was having signal issues, so I was afraid to try to get in. But so sorry to hear you leaving, and I have a lot of memories I, you know, I know you don't remember everybody personally, but um, I have good memories of those what's new in JAWS tapes, every version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a lot of fun. We, uh, for those of you who didn't hear about it or get on to it, it was um, uh, the team at the office decided to do a, you know, we do these clubhouse events where, uh, Ask Sharky or Beginner's Corner, where we kind of walk through and answer questions for people and, you know, tell them the latest and greatest or show them some pointers. And uh, they decided to do a retirement roast for me. And boy, we went for well over two hours today. And there were uh, 120 or 30 people that came through. And uh, heard from a lot, a lot of voices that I knew, a lot that I didn't, and it's always fun. And that uh, was it was really enjoyable. Yeah, it was fun. I, I appreciated being able to listen to it. And and if you missed that, um, coming up on Wednesday this week, uh, there'll be another FS cast. Our July FS cast is coming out, and Glenn. Gordon and I got together and spent some time talking last week and he put together a nice FS cast. That's got some, some real neat history things. I think there's some tidbits that many people didn't know. And uh, I think that'll be enjoyable. So if you get a chance to listen into that FS cast announcement, it'll be great. Yeah. And, and, And the following week, uh, maybe 10 days after that FS cast, I know there's going to be a, a blog post by Elizabeth Whitaker, and that'll have a lot of uh, fun information in it too. I hope that people will enjoy reading about. So uh, we got those two coming up. So watch for them. Okay. Uh, Bob is next. Okay. Eric, uh, Bob Acosta here. We go a long way back. And I told Larry that I would be good, that I wouldn't even mention the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'm going to move on. I'm going to oh, move gosh. on. <laughs> I know you it's love the It's not the Red way Sox. we You're talked about it earlier, Bob. That's great. But he let me in anyway. My, I want, on behalf of the Accessible World team, I'm not going to name names. Uh, we have new bosses now, Larry and Larry Gassman and Alan Lemley doing this great job for us. But you go back to Pat Price and me when I was just starting, and we thank you for your wonderful service to the blind of this world. We always knew we had a friend inside, someone maybe couldn't accomplish everything we wanted, but was fair with us and told us why. And we thank you, and you never failed us. And with that, I have a non 
management question, but it's a Jaws question. I, with 22 recently, I've noticed when I'm doing, um, going into my emails, I do, uh, I don't know how to explain this. I go, I go in and I'll, I'll, I'll copy myself and it'll just, it'll, it'll give, uh, give it, but I can't write arrow to see the characters. And then when I do the five, you know, the thing, the repeat, it gives just the B. Um, and it's, I want to know what it, it, Jaws used to say it. Now it just click, click, click. Is that a support question I should go to or what? Or is it a Jaws issue? No, it's probably a Jaws issue, but let me ask a question. Are we talking about Outlook 365? I don't know what we're talking about. I'm a klutz. I don't know yeah. what I oh, have. So you don't, you're not it's sure Outlook. what email you use? I use it's Outlook. Outlook. I'm sure it's Outlook. So anyway, so and you're talking about, so when you're in the two or the CC field, yes, and you type in some letters to be able to find your name. Yes. And is this prior to you pressing enter to accept it? Because you're just trying to arrow through and see what it is. I'm trying or this to arrow app- through to see what's there or even who wrote me. Sometimes it just click, click, click. I can't. Right. I, I and do this- the five twice or whatever I do. Insert, you know, and, yep. and get it. And- and this used to work just fine. Yes, it told me everything. Yeah. I know my yeah. reader says, "Oh, they're up there. Don't worry." Yeah, but she's not around all the time, you know. So. Yep. And you're and you're staying up to date on everything. I hope so. I do what I can. Yes. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll check updates. I I'll think do. I I I would just you know make sure you got the latest and greatest installed. Okay. And uh, I, and update your Outlook too. Now, what happens is. Changes come from Outlook and changes come from Windows. Okay. And what happens is they they can turn things on and off. They're experimenting with stuff and they sometimes they'll change something. So what works on one person's computer doesn't work right on the other person's computer. So you can't always tell. Okay. But uh, I would I would check for updates, make sure you got everything up to date. If it's still not working right, then call into support and talk to them about it and let them uh, see if they're reproducing it. And if not, they might ask you to run your support tool so that they can take a look and and just double check everything is installed correctly or whatever. But uh, what you're describing, we've, we have run across issues with this, especially over the last six months where. Yes, that's right. That's when it started. Mm -hmm. Where you don't, where you don't always hear. Uh, exactly what's in the autocomplete list. And uh, it should be working. And if it isn't, by all means, talk to support. Let's make sure we get it logged. Okay, Eric, thank you for everything, all your help. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. By the way, John tells me that the replay of your retirement party through Clubhouse, Eric, is was recorded and it is available and people can go up and find it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay, next is Agnes. Hi, um, I have a question. When I'm going on sites with Microsoft Edge, I keep getting a message that this site can identify your location and then it says you can turn that off in the address bar. Do you know how I would do that? Um, yeah, I can't tell you the exact steps to do it, but you got to go into the menu system. It's a location whatever they call it, notification thing. You know, you, you basically, you're telling it, don't track my notification. Don't, don't track Mm -hmm. my location. Um, Stores and most websites kind of want to know where you are so they can deliver you content that would be appropriate for where you are. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, some people just don't want to have the notifications turned on. I turn it off all the time and then I'll, then I get somewhere and I realize, oh, I got to turn on notifications so they know where I'm at because I'm trying to do something that they, you know, it's only going to work unless they, if they know where I am. So that's all that stuff is. Okay. Thank you much. And Eric, I've enjoyed working with you and really did appreciate all my, all the help you gave when my area agency and aging and I were getting my Pearl camera a few years ago. That's great. Where, where are you located? Really Colorado. Oh, so you'll tell me. So you can tell your location of the browser too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You got that right. That's great. Yeah, okay, thank good. You much. I'm glad that Grab Pearl worked out for you. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, Carla is next. First of all, Eric, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. And selfishly, I wish you weren't retiring because (laughs) you have just done so much for Freedom Scientific slash for Sparrow and whatever incarnations they all went through. And your calm and, um, you know, calm demeanor and patience. And and, um, you've gotten me through a lot of training, whether you've known it or not. You know, just, you know, I've I've asked you a lot of questions, but also your training uh, materials. I, you know, I just, and I just want to thank you for your outstanding dedication. And I want to wish you all the best in your retirement. I hope you don't just completely go away that we still hear from you from time to time because we'll miss you so much. So I just wanted you to know that. And then I do have two questions. Um, And the two questions are, first of all, um, the one concern I have is, and I jokingly say this, if a device, a computer, whatever, has an implode button, I will find it. It will get pushed (laughs) and something will get destroyed. I mean, just just ask anybody that knows me. I mean, I can follow instructions to a T. And if I hit that implode button, look out. And my concern about the notifications is, um, like if I'm experimenting around and there's one that I think, oh, I want to get rid of this. This is really annoying. But then all of a sudden I get rid of it and I realize that, hey, it was helpful. I can get it back, right? I can unimplode it. <laughs> yes, there is a manage rules button. So you'll you'll be able to review the rules that you've created. And at some point, you might want to go back and turn them off. And that's why I don't think it's wise to... Uh, go in too quickly and right. change these things. Experiment with it. Get comfortable. Try changing them different ways and then delete your rules and go back and create new ones. So uh, you won't you break it. There's no there's no implode button on this thing, and you're not going to break anything. Oh, that's good because so, I've broken so, everything else. That's, that's all right. Nice well, know. No, but this, is, so, this is a good one. And we've, we've really tried to think through all of those uh, circumstances to try and make sure that you guys have complete control over n- not only creating but undoing what you've done. So, well, that's great. So, even if I've eliminated it, I can get it back. You, you know, can I mean, get it back. Okay. Yep. The other question I have 
Will this pertain to those annoying iframes that you get on grocery store websites where you're making your, you know, you're trying to put in your shopping order and, and oh, our giant eagle list, it's horrible. Or, you know, this, I, I, just to get groceries oh. online is, is a pain. So these things that I just found out from a previous seminar, they're called iframes. They're like buckets mm-hmm. of information that they want to know and they're notifying you that this is on sale and that's on sale. And by the way, you need batteries and on and on and on. Can um, this get rid of things like that, you know, those website specific things, or are these just sort of prompts and notifications about what a website is doing? And I know that sounds, I hope you understand so, what I'm trying to ask. I, I, I understand. Now, keep in mind that some there are notifications and then there are other kinds of notifications. And I can't tell you exactly the difference. I think Glenn and Jonathan's explanation will will tell you the most. And I I do want you to know that if the notification is something that you can manipulate with uh, this feature, then go to the browser, go to the store, do some shopping, hear the notifications coming through that you want to get rid of, and then pull up your notification history list and see if they're there. If they are, then you can control them and you can get rid of them or you can change what they say or you can have them play a sound instead. And the nice thing about having them play a sound is that, you know, let's say these things don't happen too often, but when they do happen, maybe you want to go back and see, well, what was the deal? The item, the notification that came across, even though you just heard the sound play, the text will still all be there in the list. So when you go back to the list afterwards, you can read what that notification was. Oh, okay. That's, that's really nice. That's, that's, yeah. the, and that's so, make note of that. Yeah. So you'll have to see the best way to find out if it's a notification you can get rid of is to go and see if it's there in the list. If it is, you can get rid of it. If it isn't, then it's some sort of other, message and there are some other things in jaws that you can do to try and silence some of that stuff you know it might be it might be i don't know carla but i know that if you go into settings and go under notifications you can turn outlook notifications off you can turn edge notifications off there are others too and i don't know if that's what you're talking about specifically but I, this is separate from the notification manager. This has been around for a while. But I do that a lot when I'm tired of hearing my emails coming back at me from Outlook, for instance. I, if I want to go read them, I'll go find them. So right. that may also be another way for you to get rid of some of the, of the notifications based on applications that you may want to get rid of. Oh, okay. So in other words, if they are in the, um, you know, the list in the manager, you can get rid of them. If not, there's something external and you're going to have to use some other implode button. (laughs) Okay. I really appreciate it. I'm going to let other people talk because I don't want to monopolize, but thank you. Thank you again. And I do wish you all the best. Thanks very much. And, uh, you know, maybe one of the, the last great things that I'm doing for you is I help to uh, recommend my replacement, who is Ryan Jones. Now, many of you already know Ryan Jones. Maybe you, you haven't spoken with him, but I bet you've heard from him because he's actually done a ton of the training material over the past 10 to 15 years, uh, created quite a bit, 
He's extremely articulate. Um, he is he is a Jaws user, by the way, and he's a very good one. And he has uh, great respect from within the company. So he's not going to miss a beat. And so, you know, once 2023 hits, uh, you guys ought to make sure that you've got him lined up for end of October and yep. bring him into Tech Talk and and uh, have him give his first presentation on the 2023 release. Yeah, and I think you'll down. all appreciate him. Sure. He's terrific. Yeah. Okay. Looks like Andrew is next. Hi, Eric. This is Andrew from Wisconsin. I wanted to appreciate I loved meeting you in 2017 when my family went to Jaws in Florida, and it was so nice to meet you. Andrew, it was wonderful. Um, all, all the best all, to your family up, family up there. And yeah. for those of you who don't know Andrew and want to hear more about that, uh, Glenn asked me about this. And uh, if you listen to the FS cast, I'll tell you a bit of that story that happened with Andrew and, and our experience as a company and me personally with, with Andrew and his family it was fantastic. So I'm, I'm glad to see you out here, Andrew, and listening in. Uh, I see your name pop up in so many of these things, and we uh, wish you wish you well up there in Wisconsin. And and, and I do have a I do have a question there. Excellent. My question, Excellent. my my question is: Are there any plans to have notifications in Internet Explorer? If so, if you subscribe to an RSS feed, you would get a notification as soon as you subscribe to an to analysis feed do you mean is that coming in the future because you mentioned you mentioned ads yeah edge and yeah. chrome and firefox i don't believe we're going to have anything for internet explorer at this point because they've really kind of discontinued internet explorer uh the development oh. on it and uh so i don't i don't think they've done anything for that with notification Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks, Andrew. Good to hear from you. Okay, uh, Sharon is next. Good evening, and um, <clears throat> it's nice to hear your voice, and thank you for everything that you've done. Um, I never did get the pleasure of meeting you, but also I wanted to say just go enjoy your retirement and stay busy <laughs> and have all the fun in the world. But my question is, and <clears throat> I haven't dealt with notifications much because I stay on my phone more than anything. But today I was downloading a couple of um, games from audio games and um, it kept giving me the notification that um, I think it said it couldn't be downloaded securely or something. And I kept trying to get to the notification and I couldn't figure out how to get there. I finally got to one of them and it said, you know, keep or discard, but I have no idea how I got there. <laughs> so, um, what, what do you have to say about that? Or is there something I, I mean, I know I need to go learn a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So when you're trying to download something with the browser, it's mm -hmm. going to give you it's going to give you different messages 
and there are ways of cycling through. Sometimes you got to press F6, the function key F6 to cycle <coughs> to get to uh, various parts of the browser system mm-hmm. where, you, where, where you would have to interact with those items. But, um, you know, it the best thing. telling to- me to push Shift F6 to Shift get to F- the download, downloads folder. Yeah. And what happened when you did shift F6? It would just show the name of the download. And yep. I tabbed and I kept trying yeah. to see if it would say. Well, when it, shows, when it shows you the name, actually, all you'd have to do is press enter at that point And it would execute the downloaded file. I believe. Okay, the, way I gen- said- the way I generally do it is when I download something after it's all done, I mm-hmm. just use, I, I use Windows key E. Mm-hmm. To go to Windows Explorer, and I go to the Downloads folder, and you'll find the item that was just downloaded at the top of the list. It said, "It said, um, it didn't say the name. It said confirm download something something, a couple of letters." Oh, it's and probably it, wanting to. It's probably wanting to say, "Are you sure you want to do this or something?" And it wants yes. You to confirm it. Yeah, yeah, it would. And I find one of on one of them, I finally got to keep or discard but i don't know how i got there and on mm-hmm. the other one i couldn't get to it yeah so i think the best thing to do is get on the phone with somebody whether it be our support or the accessibility desk at microsoft if you're using the edge browser they'd be happy to help you with it okay but, uh, do it while you're on the computer trying to do this stuff so that they can help walk you through that okay okay well, I appreciate it, and I appreciated everything that you've done. And go have All a good right. time. Enjoy I the will. rest of your life. <laughs> I will. Thanks, Sharon. Thank, thank you. Okay, next is a phone user, area code 407. Yes, there you are. Hello, good evening. Hi. Hi. Um, I had a couple of questions. Um, I was using jobs um, when I was working and I haven't worked for about a year. So um, can you recommend where I can go for um, some, go back to basics um, for some um, screen reading training um, just to refresh? Mm-hmm. And then where can I find the, um, the FS cap? Okay. So do you have a JAWS license to begin with? Um, yes, I, when I was working, um, I, there was a lot of the network that, at the job, um, mm-hmm. they could kind of fine tune it. Mm-hmm. So when I left the job and then I started using the job solely at home, it, it was a completely different language almost like there was so much chatter. Oh yeah. But I'm, so did they give you the license to take home and continue using because the one thing you got to you got to make sure that you got the latest and greatest software. You got to stay up to date. And a lot of the companies didn't have current software. So if you're not sure, uh, if you call into the Freedom Scientific customer service customer service uh, people, not not tech support, but the customer service people in sales. Yeah, I, I, I they, did renew. Um, the subscription. I did renew. There was okay. The so you okay. Yeah, good. So you got the ninety-five dollar subscription. So you're up to date. You got the latest stuff. So the next thing 
is you want to go visit freedomscientific.com slash training. That's the URL. And if you're not sure, if you go to the Freedom Scientific homepage and mm -hmm. tab around there, you're going to find training. Uh, under services, I think there's a services menu and you'll find it right there. And get to that training department and they can make sure they hook you up with uh, some some things to refresh with. You might just want to start right in the help menu of JAWS. Mm -hmm. And there's there's it says training right in the help menu. And press enter on that. And that gets you access to all of the basic training stuff. And listening okay. to the basic training stuff, again, going through that, uh, uh, you know, refresher is probably the, mm -hmm. the place to start. And that'll okay. get you all the basics, uh, okay. okay? And then where can I find the FS cast? Oh, yeah, the FS cast is, uh, and all of this stuff is free, by the way. All the training from within the product and all the training on the Freedom Scientific website, everything you you get access to. Is free. Now, on the website, um, if you go to the home page and you look for through the links, you know, insert F7, mm -hmm. I'll give you a links list. Just press mm -hmm. F till you hear FS cast. It's a link right okay. off the home page. And, uh, and you can get in there and it's a podcast and you can either download the episodes or you can get access to a transcript and let it let it read with jaws so that's where you find fs cast okay okay thank you so much and, yep bye-bye bye. and if you if anyone out there ever gets stuck trying to get access to some of that those things um the tech support people would be more than happy to help you and they they have some pointers on you know because there's always more than one way to to access this stuff, just like features in JAWS. There's a lot of different ways of accessing some of these things. People get podcast listen, listening things, and and uh, the announcements just pop up for them. I usually listen to it right off the website, and uh, that works just fine for me. Okay, looks like uh, area code 502. Well, a couple things. Uh, first, an observation. I'm of the humble opinion that Eric is too young to retire. His voice doesn't sound like he's old <laughs> enough at all. I don't know. I, I think we ought to revoke that permission slip. Um, but seriously, um, I find when I'm on the computer doing one thing and another, and um, what's his name? Adobe, not Adobe, but the other one. Um, Java wants to me to update or something, and I hear it and I'm finishing doing what I'm doing, and then I want to hear that fully. Um, and I'm thankful to have found not long ago uh, you can do the layered command with a shift in and hear that last notification. Yes. But I'm like the lady that was on earlier. I'd like a way to be able to interact with it. There, I've tried several times to click the thing and make it happy with my computer or my computer happy with it, as the case may be, and it didn't do anything. Yeah, so in the, action, in the Action Center, Microsoft offers the Action Center. Sometimes these things can uh -huh. be accessed from the Action Center itself. Uh, okay. And, you know, that might be something to, to look into some more. You mentioned the insert 
space and the shift in. So it used to be that insert space N would just announce whatever the last notification was. You would hear it and you would see it flashed in Braille, and that was the end of it. Uh, and if a new, no, new notification had come in at some point, um, you would only hear the latest. So you would you could miss some of those things. Sure. So uh, that's when we made this change to put them all into a list and hold them all for the last 24 hours. So the insert space shift in is just doing what we used to do, just announcing the last right. one. So if you're ever using your computer, it said something, you were typing and you interrupted it, and you missed it, you just want to hear it quick, you can do that keystroke. But you're right, that doesn't give you the ability to necessarily take action on it right from that spot. So right. I hear you. I think this is a good thing to... And I've played around with the notification history as well and like it a lot and hope That's to learn good. some more. Thank That's you good. so much and all the best. Okay, thanks. Okay, next we have Larry. Just a few minutes, Larry. Just a few short okay. minutes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, hi, Eric. <clears throat> hi, Larry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I used, a, you know, Intel, I think it's called Intelligent Web when it first came out it's been a few versions ago i played with it a little it was a little daunting for me at that at, at, at that time uh, has there been any work on that in the last i haven't seen a thing about it in a number of several years i just wondered if if it's if it's being kept up to date is this a feature that we had yeah yeah it's in i think it's called intelligent web no i know what you're talking oh, about flexible web Flexible, flexible web. web. Oh, you. wait. Yeah, it's yes. flexible web. I knew it had an, it had web in the name. I just uh, so flex, old- yeah, flexible web was a great feature. And no, we haven't done any more with it, but we've been talking about it uh, over the past six months. And I think it's something that we should revisit and, and expand. And and for those of you who don't know what it is or <clears throat> haven't had any experience with it, flexible web was a tool to try and allow you, the user, to recognize where there are advertisements, for instance, that show up on web pages and basically tell JAWS, avoid uh, these frames that get built that contain the word advertisement in it so that you would be able to completely ignore those in the virtual buffer. So when you're arrowing through the page the next time, it would skip over those. Or maybe the flexible web rule you set up is on this particular page that I go to on a regular basis, I always wanted to start reading from this point. And flexible web gave you a chance to set up that rule in the flexible web. So it's a great little feature. No, we haven't done any more with it, but we have been talking about it. I think it is a feature that... Uh, um, they're probably going to embrace and bring back. We have to keep creating ways of you being able to get around stuff because uh, it's it's becoming pretty obvious that everybody and their brother is going to try and create the next great accessible experience for you. And it's going to keep changing and it's going to overwhelm you with, with information. It's going to bombard you and you have to have control over it. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Larry, thank you. Excuse me, I just wanted to mention 
that is flexible web. It sounds a little bit like Lacy Alerts in Lacy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're to the bottom, actually the top of the hour already, and it's gone by fast. And Eric, we thank you so much for being with us. It's been enjoyable, fun as always. And we all learned a lot, and we thank you for the many years that you've been with Tanner Joyce slash, oh my gosh, uh, Freedom Scientific, VFO, Vespero, all of the... Hunter Joyce. Hunter Joyce, all of that stuff. What's, has it been yep. 28 years, about that? 28 years, 1994, about January of 94, Ted hired me. Wow. Wow. So. It was uh, it was a it was a good run. And by the way, for those of you who didn't get a chance to attend the conventions at, at the NFB convention, Ted Henner actually came first time in about twenty years. Wow. And they had Terrific. a big send off for me, big a, a big reception, and maybe a hundred different people from the industry that got invited and showed up in the room that night. It was really special. So a lot of fun. Excellent. Uh, watch for the update on Wednesday. There'll be a the last 2022 update before the 2023 public beta. Uh, that's coming Wednesday. FS cast is coming Wednesday and another blog post next week. So a lot of stuff coming up. Watch for it all. Eric, thank, this is Alan Emily. Th- thanks for all you've done for the community. You, you've been great. And I'll, I'm just going to warn you, don't think when you retire and that you're not going to a job every day, that time's going to slow down. It is going to oh. go faster than you've ever expected. <laughs> so. I've been talking to a lot of people that are retired, and they've told me the exact same thing. They said, yeah. you won't it, believe how fast the days go by yeah, now. Very oh, it, it, by it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, and, and if you ever get involved in a, in a homeowner's <laughs> situation, don't sign up for the board if you want to have time to do anything. So I'm oh, just warning you. So, I won't. <laughs> but good advice. But anyway, yeah. Th- thanks for everything and enjoy your retirement. It's well Thank deserved. You. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Eric. And yep. we'll catch up with you at some point later on. All right. Um, good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Next week, Janine Stanley will be with us and we'll be talking about several things that happened with Ira uh, at both conventions and she will be here next week. So we're looking forward to that. Thanks so much for being with us and join us next week on Tech Talk.